48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the government slams a U.S. report that raises questions over Hong Kong as a separate customs area. The Housing Society says it'll probably follow the Housing Authority in extending the time period for sub- before subsidised homes can be resold. And over 200 students affected by a school closure last Friday appear to have found new places. The government has expressed regret over what it called biased conclusions and unfounded accusations made in a report to the US Congress. The report recommends the United States assess its export policy on technology as it relates to the treatment of Hong Kong and China as separate customs areas. Here's Alex Price. In its latest report, the US-China Economic and Security Review Commission highlighted what it called a troubling case of Beijing's direct involvement in US-Hong Kong affairs when the government here rejected a US request to surrender a fugitive at Beijing's insistence. It was the first such case since the handover. The report also mentioned the banning of a party advocating Hong Kong independence and the expulsion of a foreign journalist. The government here responded by saying it attached great importance to freedom of speech, but such freedoms are not absolute. It said all affairs are handled in accordance with the basic law and the laws of Hong Kong. Meanwhile, on China, the Congressional Advisory Panel said the purchase of Internet-linked devices manufactured in China leaves the United States vulnerable to security breaches that could put critical infrastructure at risk. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung has expressed concern over the report, saying Hong Kong will be finished if the United States starts treating it like another mainland city. He urged the government to send over officials to persuade the US to change its views. The report is saying that the U.S. government may treat Hong Kong as not an individual economy, maybe the same as China. But Hong Kong is actually an individual economy uh, which has been working very well in the last uh, 40, 50 years. We worry about if the the U.S. government treat Hong Kong as a similar city uh, like in China. That will hurt the one country, two systems, and that definitely will hurt the future growth and economy of Hong Kong. Civic Party leader Alvin Young says instead of sending officials to the US, it's better to change American views through actions, especially over the report's claims that freedoms are under threat here. He said the banning from Hong Kong of the FT journalist Victor Mallet was a case in point. Mr Mallet had hosted a talk by the founder of the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party. Here's Mr Young. Action speaks louder than words. So the Hong Kong government should stop doing anything stupid and foolish in terms of all this kind of freedoms. And so the Victor Mallet incident should be stopped. All this kind of issues regarding Hong Kong freedom of speech, especially all these people having different kind of political ideas, you should not keep putting them on spot and prosecuting them. This is a, a warning sign to the rest of the, of the world. Chinese university students have staged a protest during a graduation ceremony. They were protesting against expected national anthem and national security legislation and shrinking freedoms here. Around 40 students from the Faculty of Arts and Faculty of Social Sciences held up banners and chanted slogans when the national anthem was played. They said the government is trying to impose patriotism and censor thoughts. Steve Cheung, a student who took part in the action, says he hopes the action will raise political awareness. We like to strive for the freedom of speech. As we can see, over the past few weeks, there are many occasions that can reflect the situation that the freedom of speech is deprived in Hong Kong. So today is our congregation, and there are a lot of uh, students, graduates here, and we would like to raise, arouse their attention to uh, care more about society. 
Housing Society Chairman Walter Chan says it'll most likely follow the Housing Authority in extending the ban on reselling subsidised homes on the open market. The Authority's subsidised housing committee is to discuss tomorrow to to increase the ban from five to ten years. Mr Chan says this is reasonable as these flats are now sold at a lower price due to new government measures. He says owners can still sell their flats to eligible applicants. The discount rate for such a subsidised sale flat is larger, so I think it would be reasonable for the period to be longer for the um, owners to sell the unit in the uh, private market. I don't think it would affect the uh, owners much, because still he or she can still sell his flat in the secondary market. And the market covers the green form applicants and those on the waiting list. There are still quite a number of target buyers there. More than 200 students affected by a school closure last Friday appear to have found new places. Maggie Ho reports. More than 200 primary and secondary students were affected when classes at Chongqing Think Academy in Changsha Wan were suspended last Friday after the school was found to be unregistered. From today, primary students are attending another school operated by the same company, Think International Schools Group. This means class sizes at the Boundary Street School will increase from 16 to about 26 students. Meanwhile, the Chongqing Middle School, which held joint courses with the closed school, had agreed to take on the secondary students. Some parents had urged the government to allow the closed school to continue while irregularities were sorted out, but the Education Bureau said it couldn't legalize what was against the law. The building's department found illegal structures on the school's roof and ordered them to be removed. LegCo has passed a bill regulating private health care facilities like hospitals and clinics, meaning their licensees have to take full responsibility for their operation. The organisations are also required to list out their service charges transparently. The government plans to start licensing private hospitals next year, followed by daytime centres and clinics. The Labour Party's Fernando Cheung moved a motion asking for larger spaces for nursing home residents, but it was voted down. Here's Mr Cheung. We are talking about frail elderly who could be in their last stage of life. We're not requiring all homes should conform to this new standard. We are looking at a transition process. Also, we should be reminded that the facilities that are being built by government now has surpassed this standard of 16 square metres. Consumer Council is calling on the government to change the Consumer Goods Ordinance to improve the labelling of facial cleansers. He found preservatives that could cause allergies in 13 of the 60 products it tested. It advised consumers to look carefully at the chemicals listed on the packet before making purchases. But the Council's Chief Executive, Gilly Wong, said that not all products come with a full list. Right now, all the different kind of cleansing products is um, is governed under the consumer, the regular consumer goods ordinance. But it doesn't stipulate any um, regulation um, for this kind of cleansing products or maybe uh, body care products. We believe it is quite important for uh, the authority to consider to um, legislate better to impose more clear uh, labeling uh, requirements for these kind of products, so that consumer can have more information to choose. 
And the Consumer Council and the Centre for Health Protection also warned consumers to steer clear of bread with high sodium content, such as sausage rolls and sesame buns. Centre found that a sausage roll contained almost 30% of the World Health Organization's recommended daily intake limit. Centre's Dr Henry Ung said consumers should opt for healthier alternatives such as sweet plain buns or raisin bread. He was asked how consumers could tell whether a certain type of bread is healthy. They can also uh, make reference to the uh, Centre for Food Safety's website. Um, There is a nutrition information inquiry system and the uh, different groups of bread, uh, the nutrition information are listed and uh, the consumers can make reference to this information when they make choice uh, for the bread. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has secured the backing of her cabinet for a draft agreement with the European Union on the terms of Britain's exit. Mrs May said the discussions had been long and impassioned, but she said the agreement was the best that could be negotiated and the decision was firmly in Britain's national interest. The choices before us were difficult, particularly in relation to the Northern Ireland backstop. But the collective decision of Cabinet was that the government should agree the draft withdrawal agreement and the outline political declaration. This is a decisive step which enables us to move on and finalise the deal in the days ahead. Police in Los Angeles say they've deterred Michael Avanetti, the lawyer who represents the adult film star Stormy Daniels in her lawsuit against President Trump over a hush money payment. Mr Avanetti is being questioned over allegations of domestic violence. This is BBC's David Willis. According to the website TMZ, Michael Avenatti was arrested following an alleged incident involving his estranged wife. Michael Avenatti famously sued President Trump in March this year on behalf of the porn star known as Stormy Daniels. That lawsuit sought to invalidate a non-disclosure agreement she had signed regarding an alleged affair with Mr Trump more than a decade ago. A frequent guest on TV talk shows and cable news programmes, Mr Avenatti at one point was publicly contemplating running for president himself in two years' time. A pendant, part of a jewellery collection owned by Queen Marie Antoinette before her beheading during the French Revolution, has been sold at auction, smashing pre-sale expectations. Here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. The star of the collection was a huge natural pearl pendant, Pre-sale estimate, $1 to $2 million. After 14 minutes of furious bidding, it fetched an astonishing $36 million. A modest ring containing a lock of Marie Antoinette's hair and her initials set in tiny diamond chips was snapped up for almost $400,000. Jewellery experts had valued it at less than 10000 The prices reflect not the worth of the jewels, but the eternal fascination of Marie Antoinette. Lawmakers in the United States have introduced legislation aimed at punishing China over its detention of up to a million Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang. The bipartisan bill, supported by 15 senators, urged US authorities to impose sanctions on members of the Communist Party for gross human rights abuses. Finance, and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,774 points. That's 120 points up. Market turnover is $44.7 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.93 yen. 
The euro stands at one US dollar and 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 17 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with tennis. World number one Novak Djokovic is the first player to reach the semifinals at this year's ATP finals in London. He won his second match in a row by beating Alexander Zverev 6-4-6-1. Let's hear from Djokovic after winning what he thought was a sloppy match. I don't think it was a breathtaking tennis, to be honest, uh, from both of us. But, uh, you know, win is a win. I thought I played uh, I played well from uh, the midway through the second set. I started started to swing through the ball, but I haven't served that great. And, uh, you know, he obviously made a lot of unforced errors that uh, that allowed me to to win. Marin Cilic fought back to keep alive his hopes of reaching the semis after victory over John Isner. Chilich won 6-7, 6-3, Now a player who played under Claudio Ranieri believes the Italian's new task of trying to keep Fulham in the English Premier League is the toughest challenge of his career. Ranieri, who guided Leicester to a surprise league title two years ago, was hired by Fulham on Wednesday to replace Slavisa Djokanovic. He takes over a club sitting bottom of the table with just five points from 12 games. Here's Mark Schwarzer, the former Fulham goalkeeper who played under Ranieri at Leicester. First, we have to identify who we believe is his best 11. Uh, the 11 that he needs to play with, who he wants to build the foundations on, who, you know, he needs to build a team, he needs to pick up their confidence and he has to uh, make them very difficult to beat and start getting points on the board uh, very, very quickly. So, you know, he's got to be very, very clear in his message. He's got to be very clear in his directive and, and understanding of of uh, the style of play that he wants to play and also be able to communicate that with his players very, very quickly. To the NBA, where the top-ranked Toronto Raptors suffered their second straight defeat at home, this time at the hands of their former coach, Dwayne Casey. The Detroit Pistons put on a fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Raptors 106-104. Blake Griffin scored a game-high 30 points to give his coach the last laugh. Casey led the Raptors to a franchise record 59 wins last season, but was fired after the team lost to Cleveland in the second round of the playoffs. Hong Kong's medal hopes at the Badminton Open now rest on the shoulders of Tang Chen-man and Jie Ying-su. The third-seeded mixed pair are favorites against a team from Indonesia in the second round tonight. Also in action at the Coliseum tonight, Hong Kong's top female player Zhang An-yi is up against Taiwan's top seed Tai Tzu Ying. And the men's world number one Kento Momota takes on fellow Japanese Kanta Tsuniyama. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, our top story once again. The government slams a US report that raises questions over Hong Kong as a separate customs area. And that's the news from RTHK.
Baby 